right, so welcome to another episode of Generation Unplugged. We have some new faces with us here tonight. We have got Chuck and Amy Suma. Yeah. And Myrna down there giving me the eye. So <laughs> we want to welcome you guys back. Thank you for joining us for our very first intro episode. It was amazing. We're going to talk about in this episode, what is it? What does it mean to be a Christian today? Right where we are in these nasty, weird world <laughs> we're living in. Um, and with all, all of the opinions, with all of the, the, the differences that are out there where church is concerned and all of those things, I want to nail this down. I want to hit this really hard with this next few episodes. What does it mean to be a Christian today? Because you guys know I like this. This is really cool because this is a little more mature roundtable here this evening. <laughs> it's really cool, though, because we, we can, we've experienced things from, say, 20 years ago. We've experienced church from, from a decade ago, maybe two decades ago. Chuck, maybe several more decades ago. Yeah, more like five. <laughs> just, yeah, just five decades ago. No, no, no. But um, So I, I'm really excited about this episode, and I want to get right off into this. And I want to start off by just sharing something that uh, was shared with me on my messenger today, I think. This post that I saw, this article off of Fox News, I want to share this with you guys because it was shared with me on messenger. Um, and the title of this article is this. It's called Christianity Quickly Diminishing in the U.S. on Pace to Become Minority Religion in Decades. Mm. That's a really big deal. Yeah. And so what's really, what's really interesting about the article, and I'm not going to take time to read the article, but what's really interesting about that article is this, is that um, it's, talk, it's, it's talking about decades. Like the church is, the, Christianity, not necessarily the church, but Christianity itself is going to, they're talking about being diminished by, I don't know, a minority religion by like 2045. I'll be honest with you, I think they've totally got it wrong. Because if it keeps going like it's going now, it's going to be way earlier. I'm looking at 2025, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? 2023. Yeah. <laughs> because of what's happening in our world, because of what's happening and the stuff that we're seeing, um, some of the statistics on this was really shocking. It said that in the 1990s, 90% of, of our population in America identified as Christian. That's a huge number. That's like almost the whole nation. That's 10%. I mean, granted, that is a huge amount of people that are in 10%, that 10% block. But 90%, they're saying that in 2020, 64% of people identify as Christian. That's pretty shocking. Going from 90% in, in the 90s, I mean, you really, you're only looking at 10, that's a decade. And it's dropped 30, 20 something, almost 30%. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to find out, out of that percentage of Christians that claim to be Christians, how many just call themselves Christians because they were born into it? Yeah, that's see. what I was thinking of too. Yeah, right, right. That, that was the thing to do. Right. It was the right thing. And it now, the, right. sin is so big and so rampant and so um, free right. that they're just starting to connect more with that. Yeah, I was actually thinking this was. <laughs> What if the numbers today, what if those numbers are actually more correct? <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if it's, what if they're actually reflecting the reality of how many people are actually believers, born again people, instead of church folk? Yeah. 
you know, that's yeah. what I was wondering is like, wow. And, and I wonder if they're, I, I honestly, guys, I'm wondering if their percentage is even right with this. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Cause you still got this generation too, that that's how they were then. Right. Our generation. That's how our generation was raised up was yeah. you were, you went to church and you were a Christian. Yeah. That's just something you did on Sundays. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are here with this. <laughs> so glad y'all are here because, because of the experience of this, because we've seen it, we've been there. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen people, I've seen people in the church. So again, we're talking about what is it to be a Christian today? Mm-hmm. Because what it, what it meant to be a Christian 20 years ago, y'all, it's gone. It's out. It's totally gone. I, what's I, and for me, I think one of the biggest problems is with this generation today. And I don't mean I don't mean millennials. I don't mean generation whatever. Is I mean just with this generation, the the, the age that we're living in right now. It, and it's it's such a devilish word. This word identify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can identify with anything. And what's crazy is we're passing laws and legislation and craziness so that everybody has to respect my identity. Yes. And so what I'm thinking is, is what if these 90% in the 90s, what if they just identified as a Christian (laughs) and not really was committed as a Christian? Right. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what was happening back then, too. They identified as a Christian because... Their mom and dad drug them to church, and they told them that's what you do, and that's what you are. What's crazy is, <laughs> Myrna and I talked about this earlier, I can identify as a little girl tomorrow if I want to, mm-hmm. and I've got, I've got the full ability to expect, even my employers to respect what I identify as. This is such a big can of worms because honestly, I know this is terrible, but I, I, I told you guys, I told you guys before we started, we we're going to hit this hard because this needs to be hit hard. Yes, it does. Right? It does. We don't need to identify as Christians. We got to be Christians. Yes. We don't need to identify as believers. We got to be believers. And the Bible tells us who we are in the first place. Yeah. We don't have to be something different. Mm. Well, we have to be the church. The church, because that's who yeah. he's coming back for. Right. And so. That is a great intro point right there. So what does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be a believer in today's world? So the first thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on, and we can, all, we can all just kick this around. Are there absolutes? Because I'm telling you guys right now, in this generation and the generation that's coming up, the millennial generation, uh, even, even my generation, I'm actually a Generation X kid. Um, Atari, right? So, (laughs) um, are there absolutes? Are there absolutes to being a Christian? Because right now we've got this huge message and I know, I know that we go, there's a lot of messages that we can take and we can run off the cliff with it. And that's generally what happens and where we get messed up. But there is this huge message out there. That's this grace message. Grace is awesome. Mm -hmm. Grace is beautiful. Grace is in the word. Right. There's so much to this, but but it's unfortunately been taken to this crazy side of the ditch to where it becomes it just becomes a, a, a license to do and be whatever you want to do and be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got a whole generation out here that's that's acting, acting just like the world and acting crazy because they don't have any 
grounding of the idea of absolutes. Exactly. And there has to be absolutes, and there are absolutes, because without absolutes, you can't have a firm foundation. Absolutely. It's like mixing mixing concrete. You have to have so much sand, so much water, so much chemical. And if you don't mix it correctly, your foundation doesn't set right. Absolute truths of the Bible. And someone correct me if I'm wrong, but these are the, the truths that I firmly believe are the absolutes that we don't have the right, the ability to change. That's huge right there. Hold up. Hold up right there because that's huge because absolutes are... Or the are, authority. <laughs> right? Yeah, or the... Right? Because absolutes are absolute. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that means they're unchangeable, unmovable. It doesn't matter our opinion. It doesn't matter what we hear. It doesn't matter how we believe. It doesn't matter. It's an absolute. Or whether we like it or not. Or whether we even like it or not. Whether What society says about it, how we feel about it. It's an absolute. This is, I'm telling you guys, this is a huge block missing in our foundation is that this Bible is an absolute. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And when, you know, it started way back in the 60s when the Bible and God was taken out of the school system. That's, that's when it all huge. started. Can you say that for real, though? I mean, is that really? Because I yes. just remember, I remember being able to, when I was in elementary school, Um, we still said the pledge of allegiance. We still, you know, all of that. It was really cool. One nation under God, nobody got mad and, you know, melted and their face fell off. But I honestly don't remember prayer. We had prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just a morning prayer, but right after the uh, pledge of allegiance. Yeah. We never had prayer. Of course, I'm from the North, from Cleveland, Ohio, Uh, a much more liberal part of the country where the removal of God from schools, especially in the public school system, are more prevalent in the, uh, the northern part, the far west, and that part of the country. Now, probably here in the more middle part of the country, the heartland of, the, of America, yeah, right, yeah, the Bible yeah. Belt, yeah, yeah. you probably wouldn't have seen that to the extent that we saw it in these other places. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because... What a found it! What just stripping of a foundation right there. Starting young, mm-hmm. pulling that out of out of you know that belief system for that for that for those kids for young people. But you know, but the thing is, a lot of people would would probably say and probably say today, well, that was just indoctrination, and they have the right to choose. <laughs> now, what they're doing now is indoctrinate indoctrination. Yeah. They're indoctrinating the kids right now. <laughs> Yeah, you can't change a foundational truth because one plus one always equals two. And the other answer is wrong. And it's an absolute it's an answer. Absolute. Always. You know what I think is what's amazing to me, and we I I don't know where on earth this podcast is gonna take us to, but honestly, this foundation that we've had, we've had since seventeen seventy something. Mm-hmm. Our nation was founded on Christian principles. In fact, I know a lot of the founders used to say, um, I know I, I I think it was Madison. I don't know if it was Jefferson, but there were there were several that said, "Okay, here's this really amazing form of government, mm-hmm. but if you take God out of the equation, the government will fail." Yeah, our form of republic will only succeed for a godly people. And that's it, and that was the reason of the absolutes because this nation was built on a complete belief system. Man, it was, and, and the, I believe that was John Adams. I believe that was his quote. Yeah. 
So with these absolutes, this is this is something that is really huge. I had a I had a major conversation with uh, a member of the LGBT, um, and it was it's amazing to me every time you one of those. And I I'm going to say it this way because it's the truth. Every time one person gets converted over into that culture. Because it is a conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've met way too many people, and when they convert into this LGBT lifestyle, they're completely different. Mm. It's exactly, it, it honestly is exactly the same way as a person that's just an absolute heathen, <laughs> and they get converted into uh, either Christianity or even another form of religion. They totally change. Yeah. Right? Especially a Christian, you better change. Oh, yeah. Right? You, and it's and, and that's why we call it converted. Well, anyway, I was talking, I was going back and forth with this person, and the very first thing that they did was challenge the the Bible, challenged. And the thing was, was they took picked things out of the Old Testament in different places and said, well, yeah, but this contradicts itself. And I think that is amazing because basically what you're saying is all of a sudden after your conversion, all of a sudden this thing is not absolute anymore. Right. Yeah. Mm. And, and in a way I can kind of see people's point of view on that because they're only taking the scriptures and they're picking them out one by one and they're taking them out of context and they're comparing the two together well they're making it work for them and they're making it work they're making it work their for lifestyle. them to fit their, their agenda to make what they're doing okay that's a huge deal mm-hmm. that's a massive statement because how else can you take an absolute and make it a non-absolute you can't you can't no unless you have a conversation well this is what i believe or this is how i interpret did you all know of course you guys do i think but did you realize that there is a queen james version of the bible yeah yeah what happened to the absolutes what do those look like now there's a whole new set of absolutes but when they take it out of context then it's not absolute anymore Mm -hmm. so what they're following is not absolute at all at all it's okay. You were talking about the identif- identity, identifying, and they're trying to, and they took prayer out of school because they didn't want to be forced. They didn't want to be forced to pray. Right. But not on, they didn't just take that out for themselves. They stopped everybody else. Yeah, stopped so everybody. it's not about what I want to do or let's, let's look at everybody. It wasn't, there was no choice no longer. Yeah. It was about them. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it is today. Yeah, yeah. everybody must conform to what I want. <laughs> exactly. So that's that raises an interesting point. Then, so in our even in our society, then to me, this is the implosion of our of our society and what it means to even be a Christian today. This is this is the implosion. Is there are no absolutes? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that is the implosion. That's the trigger that sets everything off because she's exactly right. If I don't like it and it offends one, then it's stripped from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if what they're doing offends us too bad, right? It doesn't work both ways. So it makes me think about this verse, uh, in Luke 21, heaven and earth will pass away. I mean, that's a big deal. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Yes, exactly. Like, like even the A and the the, <laughs> my, 
My words will not pass away. Everything that you know and everything, all the absolutes that the world stands for, even the absolutes that the devil has set up, the Satan, those words will pass away. They're going to get squashed one day and burn up. But he said, my word. So his absolutes will stand through anything. Mm. And this is what we're looking at. But how many places can you go into and bring absolute truth? Mm, probably not a whole lot Very right many. now. I'm even talking about the church. Right. Because here's the deal. Here's why this is such a big deal to me. We, uh, from something that the Lord has spoke to my heart and something I, he's been dealing with me about is this, is we've got what he called, he called it this, I heard this in my spirit, a missing generation. Like generation AWOL. We shouldn't call them millennials. We shouldn't call them generation Y or Z or, or B or whatever they are. We need to call them generation AWOL because they are missing in action. Yeah. They are absent without leave. Where you, where'd you go? The big deal for me is, and why that's such a big deal, is a missing generation has zero absolutes. And they're going to wake up one day and realize, wow, I've been wrong this whole time. And they won't know God, and they won't know anything about Him. Let me ask you this question. Answer it if you want to. <laughs> do you think that we have failed this generation as the church? I do. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Unanimous. Yeah. In what ways? Well, a lot of it goes back to where the church doesn't want to offend anybody. Mm. They want their building to be full. Mm. If you've got numbers, that's what's important. Right. So you're not going to offend anybody. You want to keep the door, keep them coming. So we'll accept whatever, however you feel, whatever you want to do. I think that's really one of the biggest things is offense. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're afraid of being who we are. We need to get over that. <laughs> well, the church, the church has become afraid of speaking the truth of what the absolute truths are. Right. You know what? Let me, can I insert this? If they even know what they are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So this is, this is what I was thinking all of this when I was reading this, this article that was sent to me on Messenger earlier. I was, all of this was going through my head at the, at, at the same time. And I'm like, I mean, like legit, if we don't do something quick, mm -hmm. if, if this podcast <laughs> doesn't get out quick, if we're not speaking the truth in love, though, unashamed, boldly. I mean, y'all remember, I know you guys do, you remember what Jesus said. If you're ashamed of me in that day when it matters and when, when all of this is gone, all the pressure, all the persecution, everybody's on the same level. If, in other words, I mean, I know it sounds weird, but we're all stripped down to spirit and nothing else of this life matters. All that's going to matter at that point was what did you do with these absolutes and what did you do with Jesus? And were you ashamed or were you unashamed? <laughs> That's why and where we as Christians have to be bold, bolder than we've ever been before to speak the absolute truths. And we can't be afraid to hurt people's feelings because of it. Whether they like it or not, they need to know what the truth is. Whether they accept it or not, that's on them. Yeah. You've got a free will to choose. Oh, man, so we've run out of time with this podcast. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for this podcast and all the ones that are, that are to come, uh, stick with us. I'm so stoked about this podcast and what we're doing here and the things that we're going to get into. So thanks for joining us on this episode and stay unplugged.